0: Well, Philip Lowe is talking this morning. Will he give stronger signals on the direction for the RBA? Cutting rates, perhaps, but upping the forecasts? Uh, Job numbers are out today for Australia, too. And Donald Trump has been talking a lot at a rally and at the New York Economics Club. He's still got a lot of clawing back to do, but he's giving it his best. Meanwhile, the markets are pretty much in wait-and-see mode. And it's the same with Brexit. Boris is going to push past this deadline. So we're waiting, 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 more dither and delay. The fish want to know what's going to happen to them. It's Thursday, the 15th of October, 2020. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. And it's not a good day for COVID infection numbers around the world. They're definitely up on the climb. We'll come to that in a second. Uh, Though on the markets, equities down, bond yields down, and the US dollar down. That's the basic story. The pound is the biggest riser. It's up 0.7%. The Aussie is only marginally up, but the US dollar down a little, just 0.1% on the DXY. The NASDAQ and S&P have fallen 0.75%, three quarters 1%, 0.5% down for the Dow. Stocks down two in Europe, 0.6% for the FTSE 100, uh, although the DAX, is up a little and in Spain a rise of 0.6%. 10-year Bund yields down three basis points in Germany. That's five days in a row that we've seen the yields down there, down one basis point for 10-year Treasuries in the United States. And oil up 2% for WTI, over $41 a barrel now. And NAB's David DeGaris has been up all night. Well, that's not strictly true because he's in London, so he's been up all day. And why shouldn't he be? Uh, <laughs> lots to talk about in Australia today, of course, but let's talk about the US first of all. And mm-hmm. let's kick off with, uh, with earnings season and the banks, retail banks, Banks might not be doing so well, but the fixed income sector seems to be doing particularly well. Goldman Sachs trounced expectations. Its share price is up uh, about 1.3% today.
1: Yes, it, it seems to have been a good uh, a good quarter. Well, what we've heard so far, Phil, from um, on the investment banking on the fixed side, uh, fixed revenue has been good, but as you said, uh, market's still worried about the retail side, uh, credit impairment charges and losses and so forth. So, That's where the rubber hits the road as far as, um, you know, coronavirus is concerned. That
0: virus is not going away, is it? Data-wise from the United States, mortgage applications down, PPI is up a little, but we really can't take that as a sign of rising inflation, can we?
1: I I don't think so. You know, you saw iron and steel scrap prices up, healthcare prices up, household goods prices up. But to, Mm. to suggest there's a new bout of ongoing Inflation, I think that's a stretch at this stage. But
0: you know, the U.S. is doing so well. I know it's doing so well because I watched all of uh, Donald Trump's 35-minute address to the Economics Club of New York. He also had a rally in Pennsylvania overnight. I have to say, this—I yeah. mean, he, he got a horse, but he got horse after talking for 35 minutes, like anyone would. No sign of him flagging. So um, you know, he's shown a master recovery uh look he in the in the in the polls he 's still the, the the real clear politics poll of polls they 've got him on forty three to biden 's fifty three yes. but he 's given it a good go isn 't he in in all of these addresses uh, talking to the but, economics club of new york he basically said you 've got a choice it 's the socialist nightmare or the american dream take your pick it was uh It was a pretty dynamic
1: performance phil uh, mm. as you said nonstop for just over half an hour. Um, standing up, uh, not even drinking a glass of water, I don't think, through the whole no. thing. So, for a man that, um, what, a week, a week or so ago was, you know, had COVID and so forth, um, it was dynamic. Now, yeah. as far as the content is concerned, of course, the election's less than three weeks away. So, you'd expect him to be downplaying the potential benefits of a Democratic, um, White House. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the, my understatement of what he said.
0: <laughs> no, well, I mean, even completely opposite, though, isn't it? We're going to have a vaccine by the end of the year. Next year, we're going to see growth like we've never seen before, which interestingly, is pretty much, pretty much what Richard Clowder was saying overnight as well, because he said if there's a vaccine or we introduced home testing, yeah. then by the end of next year, we could be back to pre-pandemic GDP levels, which would involve yeah. a year of growth like we've never seen before.
1: Well, that, that's that's what I think. You know, every analyst understand. We all understand this is about the pandemic. So, mm. if we get a health, uh, a enduring health solution, uh, then of course that that will be a game changer. We don't have it yet. We don't know when it might come. It will come at some stage. Um, yeah. But of course, he was saying, you know, we're going to have ten million jobs in the first ten months of next year. It'll be the you know greatest in the history of the universe. That sort of thing. But. Um, <laughs> There we go. Yeah. So, as you mm. said, you know, uh, Biden's still well ahead in the in the polls and the Electoral College uh, calculator still suggesting that uh, Biden's likely. But, you know, what we know about polls, Phil. So yeah. um, we have do. To wait till yeah, although,
0: although this is wider than last time. But even so, you never say die. But look, uh, uh, he, he was asked about the stimulus as well. We know the stimulus is dead before the election now, uh, but he, I think his so. tone. I think his tone said it all because he was asked and he said, look, yeah, we want to help airlines and cruisers. But he didn't really give any figure no, behind they He didn't, didn't give any didn't sign didn't that it's going to happen. Got-
1: yeah, that's right. He didn't say we're going to do a deal. And we know that there's quite a lot of opposition within the um, GOP for a deal anyway. So it's not just dependent upon him. It's, it's mm. a three-way deal, essentially, yeah. isn't
0: it? So, yeah, it's not going to happen, is it? Look, I mentioned in the introduction that those COVID-19 infection rates are going up around the world. The U.S. now up to 50,000 a day, 748 deaths reported in the U.S. today. In the U.K., they are really going up, almost 20,000 in the U.K. today. Mm. It wasn't many weeks ago we were looking at one and a half thousand. Full lockdown, uh, not off the cards then. Northern Ireland says they are going to go for a lockdown for four weeks. Uh, A big jump jump in numbers in France today as well, almost 23,000 cases. Wherever you look, it's not looking good. It isn't, but, you know, there, the, the 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 amount of testing is a multiple of, you know, what it was. Yeah, and got, obviously the death rates are nowhere near where they were either originally. Uh, ab- absolutely, yeah. but they are going starting up. to pick up. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Look, uh, Brexit, let's look at that very quickly. It seems Boris Johnson's not going to stick to his ultimatum. Uh, talks are going to continue. Uh, the EU, of course, meeting uh, today and tomorrow. This was going to be the deadline, but uh, as we've been saying for a long time now, almost certainly going to drag on into next month. As I said in the introduction, the... The fish wants to know what's happening to them.
1: Yes, yes, <laughs> that's correct, correct. Which nets to avoid? So, asking, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, the fifteenth, sixteenth, which is the summit, which starts tomorrow. The EU leaders' summit starts tomorrow. <coughs> that was that was the uh, the deadline that uh, Prime Minister Johnson set for himself. But we all know this is going to push on past the summit uh, into early next month. So. You know the deadline will be what the deadline proves to be. So um, it, it, this is not the end of it, but this is this is a this is a big big event for sterling, um, Phil. So the market is particularly attuned. Uh, we saw you know yeah. sterling's been a bit weaker in the first part of the week, and and then mm. today. Popped up by a yeah. so, so. Well, it,
0: it might pop down again, mightn't it, if they, uh, if they see no progress, or if they go into another lockdown nationally in the UK. That's a possibility. We'll find out next week, perhaps, on that. Look, let's get closer to home. Uh, and uh, Philip Lowe is talking this morning. I was reading Matthew Cranston in the AFR this morning, who asked a good question as to how they can mm. upgrade their forecasts at the, uh, at the RBA and signal their intention to cut rates at the same time. It does sound a little counterintuitive, doesn't it?
1: Well, we know the budget was highly stimulatory, Um, fiscal stimulus of 5.5% of GDP. Um, But we also know, you know, the deep uncertainties ahead. And um, I think it's better to err on the side of too much stimulus rather than too little. So when you look at the, 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 the title of his speech today, Phil, the recovery from a very uneven recession, you know the the, the forecast that they're going to roll out next month <clears throat> with the November uh, board meeting will be full of uh, riders on the uncertainties <clears throat> the scenarios that they mentioned just give me a moment. That's right.
0: Look, you your coughing. Look, I, can I just point out that the uh, the president yes. is older than you and managed to talk. You managed to talk for eight minutes before you start coughing. He managed a full half hour. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> but uh, let's, let's let's get let's get back to it. So yeah, so lots of riders. I mean, it's a, the forecast is as good as useless on that basis, isn't it?
1: Well, this, uh, the point I'm making is, given the uncertainties um, and the fact that the market is already pricing in. At least half, if not more than half the easing. We've got Terry McCran on board even. The analysts expect mm. it. So um, and we've seen quite a positive reaction from the Consumer Sentiment Index, not only to the yes. budget fill, but also expectations as far as house price concerned, time to buy a dwelling, all of that all of that. I think the ducks are getting lined up here. so would the Reserve mm. Bank want to disappoint the market? Uh, and disappoint confidence in not moving now.
0: Yeah, So I think the answer to that is no. So this will be quite an important talk, you think, for for signalling direction from the RBA then, just to I mean, solidify that that, that 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 expectation anyway.
1: He, I think you know he he understands very well, all too well, how these things work. So mm, yeah. are we going to hear from today about him acknowledging the market pricing? Um, will he say something like? Um, that they'll be again considering whether there should be further monetary policy support at the next board meeting or, or words to that effect that, you know, the question and answers and so forth will be trying to draw him out on that. Yeah. So it could be quite a scene setting speech. Now, this would be quite an important one for the Aussie because the Aussie is, uh, is, is. is is um, sensitive, of course, to, to interest rate expectations. So and, and, uh, the market will be paying close attention to that.
0: And yet we had the the assistant governor of the RBNZ uh, yesterday, fairly hawkish, wasn't he, uh, talking weak inflation, the economy still on life support, again raising mm, the specter mm. of, of negative interest rates. Uh, Indeed, he yeah. said this is not a game of bluff didn't move the markets much at all though, did it?
1: No, it it didn't. But um, again, it reinforces in my mind that uh, central bankers want to err on the side of uh, you know, adding further stimulus rather than, than less at this point in time.
0: Now we get uh, Australia's labour force numbers today out this morning from the ABS, the numbers for September. Uh, for August, of course, we saw unemployment down, the participation rate up. Mm. Uh, we had 111,000 new jobs. Will that rate of recovery continue? Well, the expectation is no, isn't it, that the, the unemployment rate will rise?
1: No, well, I mean, all of that rise last time was outside Victoria and you, you would expect that it would be a very similar situation for September. So, um, we thought based on what we've seen that, um, you could see employment down by 75,000 or thereabouts. So that's, that's more than the 40,000 type reduction that the market is expecting today. But we know that all of these estimates cloaked by, you know, the JobKeeper program and the like, they're much more, important um reading is probably in the in the hours worked and uh what's going on with the ABS payrolls numbers you know which taps into the tax office system and the like you know people on payrolls and so forth and uh, just a little bit of late mail is that the seek job ads numbers for September uh, just released earlier this morning, Phil showing that um the year on year rate there was back to minus twenty point nine from minus yeah. twenty nine point one so maybe mm-hmm. maybe businesses are starting to recruit more, given that it 's probably more reasonably expected now that Victoria will start to ease those harsh restrictions as we go into the summer now.
0: Right. And uh, we also get consumer inflation expectations today. I'm not sure, I'm sure how important those numbers are right now. 3.1% last time. No, that that seems very. Odd. Yeah, it seems very high anyway, that expectation last time. Look, on, on uh, top of those high import numbers for China yesterday, news overnight that they are borrowing more, pushing up their money supply. So you'd assume that that's going to push up GDP. And we get their inflation numbers today as well. Uh, they really are going gangbusters. It seems and
1: they are, and of course, their GDP um, in in the third quarter was already, um, you know, by the second quarter, Phil, was already above pre pandemic levels. So one of the few yeah. economies that managed that, and of course, their fiscal A real stimulus, v. absolutely, yeah. and we've seen that in iron ore prices, haven't we? So. Uh, notwithstanding the coal news of of late, so um, it's just more of the uh, the monetary stimulus that's flowing through. Where we've already seen uh, new yuan lending and aggregate financing volumes already, you know, ten to fifteen percent above year ago levels.
0: Now uh, we also get the weekly jobless claims for the U.S. tonight. They slipped a little last time, maybe more so this time. Although it's hard to believe because it's all going so well according to what President Trump's been saying. So we'll wait and see what happens there. Uh, we'll leave it there for now, though. Great to talk. Catch you again soon, Dave. Will do, Phil. Cheers. That's how it all looks this Thursday morning. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB, back again with Gavin Friend, also from NAB in London, tomorrow morning. I'll see you then. Have a great day.